Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family just by being here with me listening to this podcast you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true let's do this together happy friday all welcome back to another episode of finding fertility today we are talking about how your gut health can impact your fertility no matter what issue you're dealing with. I asked a few ladies over on Instagram and I got some responses so we really went into perimenopause, low ovarian reserve, and unexplained infertility. Also highlighted is secondhand infertility as well, how things change and how your gut health can really have an impact on those fertility issues. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Hello, beautiful. I am going live because I did a few Insta stories about gut health and whether or not you believed that gut health could impact your fertility. And for those that didn't believe it, I wanted to know why, like what was your infertility issue that you didn't believe that you can maybe reverse or improve your situation by addressing your gut health issues. So I got one lady to tell me why she believed that her fertility issues could not be improved or reversed. And it was because she was unlucky in the fact that she was like the 5% that is premenopausal. So this means menopausal really early in your life, definitely under 40, um, a lot of times in your late 20s to mid 30s. Now, I just want to address that I know we can look at this as unlucky um, because it is, it's, you know, kind of like a shit sandwich to be handed. But the fact of the matter is, is it comes down to two things. It is your genetic. So how you're genetically programmed to react to certain things and then your environment and your environment stems back both, actually both your genetics and your environment stem back to your grandmother. You were created in your grandmother's womb inside your mother. And so how her pregnancy went affected your mother, therefore affecting you. And then when you were actually in your mother's womb, your environment started then. So it can kind of go back a little ways. And I can tell you for me, this rings uh, so true. My mom was number six of nine children. Uh, My grandmother was fertile myrtle. She had nine within 11 years, no twins. My mom was an Irish twin, meaning that she was born within a year of my grandma having my uncle. Now, my mom 
had a lot of issues hormonally. I'm pretty sure she had endometriosis or PCOS, but back in the 70s and 80s, they knew nothing or didn't really care. I know a lot of us women still feel that way that, you know, we can send a man to the moon, but we don't understand endometriosis or PCOS, or we don't have the right knowledge on this stuff. So she was never properly diagnosed. And on top of that, my mom got pregnant with me really young. She was 21. Uh, It was really unexpected. My brother was just born. Me and my brother are only 14 months apart. They were poor, 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 poor. And she definitely didn't eat well in either of my brother and my pregnancies. There was a lot of secondhand smoke in the 80s. So yeah, not a great environment to start off in, right? (laughs) So genetically, I got a few cards short. I didn't actually end up having any of the hormone issues my mom had. My mom ended up actually having a hysterectomy at 32. I didn't have my first child until I was 35. But what my gene set me up for was autoimmune issues. And my autoimmune issue was high natural killer cells. And I'm pretty sure I was infertile when I was a teenager. I mean, I had normal issues very early on with my gut, my tonsils, my sinuses. I wasn't a sick kid. I mean, I went to school. I never like, you know, was in the hospital, but I always had some kind of freaking issue, right? Like severe allergies, stomach issues from a young age. And by the time I was 18, 19 years old, I was diagnosed. They couldn't really figure it out. Signs of an ulcer. When I was really young. When I started trying at 27, I didn't think anything was wrong. I cycled regularly, you know, like my husband was fine and we were just diagnosed with unexplained infertility. But the fact of the matter is my environment going back you know, to my grandmother, to leading up to being 27, presented as unexplained infertility. Now I had all these normal health issues, which I think if you are premenopausal, you'll probably be dealing with other normal health issues that you just didn't think anything was wrong because they were normal, right? Everyone, they were common. They're not normal, but they're very common. And a lot of the times doctors just you know, don't link everything. And I'm hoping in the next 10 to 20 years, this is all going to shift. And we're going to actually, you know, realize that the body is connected. (laughs) You know, like, if there's something going wrong in one area, it can have an effect on a different area. And that is uh, very true with infertility. And when you're dealing with issues like pre-menopausal, thyroid issues, unexplained, secondhand infertility, you know, low ovarian reserve, anything really underneath the infertility umbrella, endometriosis, PCOS, your genetics and your environment play a very big role in what is happening. So when I talk about your gut health and how it impacting or how it can be impacting your fertility. And if you don't think that your type of infertility can be impacted by your gut health, I'm kind of here to just like, I don't know, shake things up and get people to think outside of the box. So basically, if you don't have a womb, if you don't have ovaries, and if your husband doesn't have sperm, those are like the three basic things you need, right? You don't even need fallopian tubes to get pregnant because there's IVF and that's what IVF was invented for, for people with very specific reasons to help get the egg and sperm together and put it back in the womb and it's nice, safe little vessel, right? 
And then the other thing I would say is if you or your partner have a genetic, I don't want to say defect, but like something genetically that you can pass on to your child, like a one in four chance or a one in 10 chance, that is when you want to use IVF as well. And your gut health won't change that situation. That is, you know, something that you cannot change. So those are the small instances when your gut health isn't going to make an impact on that specific part of your fertility, right? But in saying that, you can improve your situation no matter what type of infertility you're dealing with if you address your underlining issues. Now, we have to really start thinking about like the gut is the motherboard. When you go to improve your egg quality, you're highly likely doing that through food and supplements. And who has to deal with the foods and the supplements? Your gut does. So when you're introducing things like that, that your gut doesn't really like, that's when things start to go off and go haywire and start affecting other areas in your body. Now, obviously your stress, your daily, just life in general has a huge impact on your gut health as well. So improving those factors, finding the right supplementation that you need, finding the right diet that you need, finding ways to cope with all of life stressors because they're never going to go away. You're always going to be dealing with some type of BS, um, but you need to find ways to cope with that can have a really big impact on your fertility because you're supporting your gut health. So when people say, if I take care of my gut, it's not going to improve my fertility because I'm just unlucky. I'm one of those 5% people who have this condition or this issue. It's basically a little bit BS. And it's, um, I was told the same thing that there was nothing I can do to improve my situation, especially after our first failed IVF. And we produced really crappy embryos. My husband was fine. So it was kind of all put on me. They were just like, well, that must be why you're not getting pregnant is because you have like crappy eggs, basically, and there's nothing you can do about it. Sorry, you're unlucky. And at the time when we were told that I didn't know anything about diet, lifestyle, nutrition, gut health, nothing, but it just didn't sink with me. It just was like, what? what do you mean I can't do anything? Like really nothing. There's nothing out there that I can do. And even I was like, well, change my drugs. Like, can you do a different like drug regime on IVF? And they're like, no. <laughs> just like, okay, this is crazy. We left that clinic. And that's when I just really started searching for anything. And if you followed me long enough, you know that I would have done voodoo to figure out what was going on. Luckily, I didn't have to do voodoo. <laughs> Got pretty close, but eventually after a lot of trial and error stumbled on the whole gut health, the epigenetic and how you have, you have more power than you actually realize. Now, on top of this, I want to say that there is a line of no return. So if you have hit menopause, no matter what your age, there really isn't going back, right? If you have got a thyroid issue, that basic your thyroid is shot, you've taken out your thyroid, there's no going back. So it really depends on how deep your issue is. And I don't even want to say like, if you've crossed that line, there's no going back. But 
you know, it just depends on where you are in your your journey of like sickness, right? So for me, I caught it early enough where I could reverse my situation. Now I can't ever change my situation. I have to eat a certain way. I have to sleep. I have to meditate. I have to exercise. I have to do those things to control my autoimmune issue and my gut health. I have done enough damage to like the top left of my gut that when I'm overstressed, if I drink too much alcohol, if I eat the wrong foods, it flares up. It's always going to be there. Do I believe that I could fully fix it? Yeah. If I could go live on top of a fucking hill and have no life stressors, drink bone broth all day and, <laughs> and be merry, you know, and give it years to heal itself, maybe. Yeah. But that's just not life, right? <laughs> so you need to really figure out where that line of no return is. And if you believe this is like the key factor, right? Don't let a doctor or anyone tell you that you can't do it because they don't fucking know. They don't know. They only can give you the best information that they've learned or studied or even believe, you know, the belief system comes into a lot of these coaching and doctor practices as much as they say they don't, it's, it, it does. Like me, if you are like, I don't believe what you're saying, I'm going to take my situation into my own hands and I'm going to stumble and fall and not know what I'm doing for a really long time, but I'm going to figure it out. You have that power. And so whether that means, you know, you're premenopausal, so, you know, your chances of getting pregnant naturally might be a lot lower, but if you figure out your root causes, improve your gut health, improve your endocrine system, if you, you know, take care of your adrenals, um, your chances of maybe a successful IVF go up. So there are ways that you can improve your situation naturally and with medical assistance. If you are dealing with premenopausal issues and you don't follow Sarah over at Fab Fertile, I highly recommend it. This was her story. She was told at 28 that she was premenopausal. She had crap eggs, do egg donor. She didn't get a second opinion. Off she went. She was full menopausal by 40 and didn't realize she found functional medicine after her journey and didn't realize that her candida, her gut health, her adrenals, her stress levels, you know, all the toxins that she was exposed to as a child, you know, played a role in what happened. It wasn't just one of those things. It wasn't just luck or being unlucky that caused these things. There are reasons for it. And I believe it comes down to what you believe and putting in the effort. I, I don't believe that if you decide to do the diet, do the lifestyle, you know, look into these alternative ways of help reversing your issue, or even like, you know, putting a stop to it, maybe you can't reverse it backwards, but maybe you can stop it and it won't go any further until you're supposed to be menopausal later down the line, that's down to you and how much you want to put into it. But I really want to shake the system up and get us out of these belief systems that there's nothing that we can do that we're just unlucky in the 5%. Like I said before, you know, if you don't have a womb, if you don't have any eggs, and if you don't have any sperm, then yes, your gut health will most likely not improve your situation. But for the most part, everything else, even just, you know, getting down to that root cause, no matter which way you're going to create your family can help improve your situation. So I really hope that helps. So anyone dealing with unexplained infertility, secondary infertility too, thyroid issues, PCOS, endometriosis, you know, 
all of it, all of the infertility umbrella stuff, looking at your gut health, looking at your diet, looking at your stress levels really can make a huge impact in improving your situation. If you want to get down to the bottom of your gut health, I offer gut health testing, which is a poop test. We look at your poop and we look at all the factors of what's going on in your gut and how we can improve that situation. I really want to support you and guide you through to make 2021 your year, our year that we make things happen. Have a beautiful day and an amazing weekend and we will see you guys next week. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.